Fellow knowledge seekers, I hope you've had a chance to listen to the Waterline podcast on iTunes or in your Android podcast app. People ask me all the time, Shane, what's the future look like? Are we going to flourish? Are we are we going to drive ourselves to extinction? Are we going to destroy everything? Are we going to create heaven on earth? A big part of that incredibly complicated question is water. Water is absolutely fundamental to life. And knowing what is going on with water, the various technologies, the economics, political, social, behavioral, technological, and environmental aspects of water around the globe is really fundamental to understanding questions like that. And if you guys are into science and learning about things that affect our lives and the world, which I know you are, I believe the Waterline podcast is for for you. I just finished a episode called Water for All Regulation all about comparing the different regulations in different areas like the Israeli water law passed in 1959 and comparing how their system of of regulating water compares to California's model of regulating and how We might work together to figure out the best pros and the cons of different systems all around the world. Very, very important stuff. Please check out the Waterline podcast on your Android app and at the iTunes store. Welcome to the Here We Are podcast, everybody. I am Shane Moss. I'm doing some comedy skits. You don't say skits, by the way, uh, but... I'm allowed to, as a comedian, I can say it in a mocking way, um, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, I'm going to be doing my skits in Melbourne, Australia, October 19th to the 21st, and in Sydney, Australia, October 28th, we might add a couple other things around-ish that side of the world, if not this one, the next one, especially if we can get a whole bunch of people out there. So please spread the word to everyone that you've ever talked to on Facebook or interacted with that is from that part of the world. That would help me out tremendously. My co-host today is... Kristen Syme. You aren't going to introduce yourself? Come on. And Throw a little... Uh, I am... Like I'd be like, I'm from Wisconsin, and I have a... Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, okay. Know. So I, I'm Kristen Simon. I am a PhD student at Washington State <laughs> yeah. University, uh, originally from the state of Delaware. Shout out. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Today, we talked about... We had a lot of fun. It was a fun one. It was a silly one. It was silly. We, get, we got real... Sometimes we have some real dry episodes on. Which is, I, I don't mind at all, because we learn a lot, but sometimes we have some real... We, we had some learning like a, in there. There was some. Oh, we, we did but, some, but some I have I have some episodes where we don't have a single laugh, and that's okay, because it's a science podcast, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to force it or anything else, and I don't go in with the intent, but today, whoo-wee, we had some silliness out, and... On the topic of suicide, well, not so much, not so many jokes about suicide. It was, yeah, no, no, it was, it was, a, it was but we jokes did get a dark humor, things. Sure. and then it kind of shot out. Yeah, there, yeah, it's awesome. Going. I think you guys are really gonna like this one. So, uh, thanks for listening and enjoy. Are we? Yes. Where are we? Here. Why are we here? Not entirely clear. We are misfits thrust into existence by random chance with no hints at all as to how we're supposed to make sense of it all. It's immensely bizarre. Here we are. All right, so Kristen, this is our uh, second time having you on, and we're friends now. Yeah. We're friends. Yeah. Yay. And oh, and I'm friends with Kate. Yeah. And her influence is here. I don't think we've ever said my uh, my girlfriend's name on the podcast before, so this is a first. Uh, yeah, so I have I, a hula I hoop that lights okay. up, and that's Otherwise, her influence. We'll edit this out, yeah. And I, we have Monopoly Deal, and that is also her influence. Yeah, well, <laughs> I like to take credit for Monopoly Deal. Oh, okay. Um, but she's also, yeah, it's uh, that's a way to a lady's heart, it turns out. 
oh. uh, unexpected way to a lady's heart. Well, now I Monopoly know. Monopoly deal. Yeah, that's that's my move. I'm I'm pretty smooth. Hey, you want to play a game of Monopoly deal? Ooh, what's that? Does it take forever? No, only fifteen minutes. Like me, that's that's my pickup line, and and so you can see why I am quite the catch. Seal um, the deal with Monopoly deal. There you go. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you, Monopoly you really deal if you would like to, to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> you really committed to that. You were you were thinking about it. You're like, do I say sealed it? It's, it was so clever. You had to. How could you stop yourself? It was great. I love it. <sighs> Kate's, got, like, Kate's a big fan of puns, so uh, she's going to enjoy that. Um, so let's get into the fun stuff. Suicide. Um, so last time we were on with Zach, so we didn't get to hear. So it was a little weird because it was live and like live, I always feel like I need to be funnier and like have a bunch of laughs along the way. Whereas this is a science podcast and I like talking about big ideas and I don't like feeling pressure to be funny. I like go on stage and I do stand up and I do my jokes there and that's where I get that release. And so the live ones are always like, can be a little more fun, but then I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had the topic of suicide on the episode where I'm trying to get more laughs. So that was a little bit of a lesson learned, but it was a good episode. Yeah, no, I think I think you kind of have to laugh a little bit. At the darkness. Because dark, it's so dark. It's so horrible. I mean, it's like one of the worst human phenomenons, so... I mean, I mean, some people are sensitive about it, understandably, but I think it's it's a normal way to kind of deal with some of the stress. Human phenomenons. What are, what other uh, what other species are are often themselves? Uh, not too many, actually. Um, very few cases of suicide in any other species. Uh, although bacteria seem to to kill themselves. Yeah, well, I would too if I was ruining everything. <laughs> bacteria. Stupid bacteria. <laughs> That sometimes helps us a lot. Well, I mean, it's like cell death. It's not like they're, you know, blowing their bacterial cores off. Yeah. Aren't there like dogs that sometimes like see their? <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going great. This uh... is, this is, you, it don't kill that little part. Oh, that little oh, part was so God. good. It just I got actually sad. wish we did have an audience. I, just I so you like... can see the reaction. Yeah. I just like to imagine everyone's loving every word of this. I don't really I don't really like picture individuals listening. Uh I get messages from individuals and that always is like awesome when people are like, Hey, I really like your podcast, changed my life. That's what I get mostly oh. every day. But uh <laughs> but I don't is, but what are you picturing right now as you're talking into a microphone? I, Fifty thousand people listening? I no, I wish there were people I could look at mm-hmm. like responding to what I'm saying because I actually just feel like a psycho. <laughs> oh yeah, it is weird. <laughs> like imagining like, oh well, people are gonna feel this way when I say this, but it's like way in the future. <laughs> I know. It is it's strange. I always think that about uh it's funny because I don't think it about myself that much, um, for whatever that says about me. I think that about newscasters a lot. But there are at least people behind the camera who are like giving them thumbs up and stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't know I guess if they do that. that's weirder because or, you then know, you're producers. not even like looking at that person. You're not even I... like acknowledging them. I don't know. Sometimes they look like they're making eyes at someone. Because <laughs> it's just like you're saying things that are like, this is very important. I have the most important stuff that you, the viewer at home, needs to hear. And you're kind of like trying to make eye contact with this imaginary well, person. Well, it is like That's... they're looking. But when you are looking at them, like a newscaster, it is like they're looking yeah, at you. Yeah, that creeps me out. I don't, I don't get it. And then they're like trying to scare you because they're scared for their jobs. And I don't know. The whole thing is weird. Yeah. Um, Newscasters. But uh, yeah, it's cool. So this podcast, I, I run a pretty loose, loose ship. Is that the expression? Loose, loose lips sink ship. Loose ship? What? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I run a, I I run a pretty uh, loose. I think it's a. T- I think the expression is tight ship, but you. 
tight ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't run I don't run a tight ship here. We get to we just get to chat about nothingness for a while until we're both comfortable. Okay. And so right now we're in silly mode. I'm gonna be silly for a little while. Good. And I will tell you right now, I used to have laughing fits. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, no, not on this podcast. I'm sorry. We don't allow laughing fits on but this like, podcast. But, like, in, in high school, I had laughing fits. I don't even know. I just wanted to be an actress at one point, but I couldn't because I would laugh. And- uh, but Jimmy Fallon is one of the most popular people on television, and he can't stop himself from laughing at his own hilarious jokes. But he is really funny. Ah, he's, well... I get it. I get it. I get what people like about him. I don't like things that are popular. He's endearing. He's, oh. Just in general. You're like one of those people. Yeah, I'm like a real snob like that. I I don't like it. I don't like, uh, like super happy-go-lucky stuff. I'm the type of person that comes, uh, that is like, ooh, you study suicide? suicide? Will you please come on my podcast? Because that fascinates me. That's that's the stuff that I'm more into. I'm a little more into dark, not as much as when I was younger. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'm like that too. But I don't know. Sometimes you need a reprieve from from the the darkness, and I don't know. Maybe Jilly, Jilly, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is my reprieve from the darkness. What What do you think about? I like I was saying earlier, and you're now drinking wine because you're going to be nervous when I say this. I love wild speculation on my podcast. I like I like riffing about things that that scientists are like, I have no business speaking to that. And I'm like, well, I want to anyway. So what most of my about? thought life is wild speculation, actually. Oh, good. Well, um, that's life in general. But I don't speak. I don't say any of that out loud ever. Yeah, well, I think that I this is an opportunity to embrace that. I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to say no. In your head, you're going to be like, I have no business saying anything about that, and, I, and then I'm going to push you to answer it anyway. But you know what? I will just preface it with, I'm possibly just making it all up. This is my Great. thoughts. It's not Wonderful. like science. But you know, and I think we need to encourage it more. So I, I, so I embrace this. But I do feel like I'm a guinea pig right now. I think that science should take a few more chances. Agreed. You know, I get rejected all the time when I, I reach out to guests and then they're like, but what if what if someone says something dangerous on a podcast? And in my Dangerous peer- science. <laughs> like or like people think I'm going to make fun of them or that sort of thing, and it's all I'm oh, you like th- really think you're going to like riff on them. Like I'm really just like trying like a to John promote Stewart thing. science and like yeah. yeah. But why would you be scared of John Stewart? John Stewart loves all of his guests. Anyhow, here's the question. Um, it's 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 an easy one. It's an it's a nice light one. Dark humor and a fondness for dark. That, that's something that creeps a lot of people out. I think potentially that it might be a sign of uh, intelligence or a particular kind of intelligence. It, to me, it seems like um, a certain resilience, possibly. Oh, well, maybe that's what it is. I'm just thinking of dark humor in general. I don't. I started as a dark comedian and kind of phased out of it, and it doesn't. It's not my cup of tea so much anymore. But when I see dark comedy, I think. That took a lot of like mental acrobatics to make it does. that okay. You have to see things from like multiple angles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and I think because it, it's a big taboo that you're now like throwing in people's faces and then. And if you could actually do it successfully, like if you saw that movie Manchester by the Sea, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some was, like light that was real parts. Dark. It's a dark movie, but then they there are these moments of humor that are just like the timing is perfect. The, what the humor is, is perfect. And it's like this, I mean, it's dark. It's depressing. I can never tell if I like him as an actor or not. And then that whole movie, I'm like, is he acting right now? Or, or just, just like him? doing like a Charlie Brown impression or like, what is, what is like, I'm just sad through a whole movie. It was good. I liked it. I don't want to say anything bad about what's his name again. Casey, Casey Affleck. Affleck. I mean, I, you know, I guess he's 
an asshole, apparently, because he did some terrible things. I don't know. I did really, I mean, it was a well done movie and he the, he did a good job, you know, in his role, you know. Um, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I, I like that sometimes on this podcast, I'm just like, I'm going to make my guest talk about Casey Affleck for no reason. This is a science <laughs> podcast, by the way. I'm supposed to be like talking about I'm science of weirdly and like educating the interested world. in Casey Affleck too. Really? Because um, he's me, just a like, weirdo. Under the radar. Yeah, I mean, he's a weirdo. What do you mean by that? I, I guess I don't know anything about him. This is this is. <laughs> you keep bringing him up. Just, can we just talk about Casey Affleck through this entire episode? Yeah, no, oh, I don't wonderful. know enough about him to hold a conversation for an hour. But and I only saw him in that one. No, shot. oh, I saw him in that other movie with Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually an amazing actor. Like Casey Affleck okay. really is an amazing actor. All right. Um, I'm, he does like I'm, expressions. I'm, like I mean, I'm I think as like a, like someone he does who's expressions. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm no, I think about I mean, as... first off, every actor is an amazing actor compared to like me even thinking about myself acting. Okay. Is every a actor. Every actor. Well, is an amazing actor. Okay, can we talk about Alexis Bledel? She is not an amazing actor. She's I don't a terrible know who that is. actress. Um, Gilmore Girls. Oh. Um, and I'm gonna get shot in the street now. <laughs> it's a popular show, from what I hear. Um, because if she does anything besides that character in Gilmore Girls, she's besides Rory Gilmore, she's terrible. Hmm. She clearly is only that one character. <laughs> I don't know. And so she just brings it to every role and she just stops a film because she's so terrible. And now I just got to feel like what my audience feels like. I was like, what are we talking about right now? I love this. I'm having a lot of fun right now. You know this what? Is the but, most you know, fun a lot of people know the first 12 minutes of my podcast. Yes. Yeah, this is this, it's, a, it's a new record. I I'm not used to having fun that much. Well, I'm actually someone who's <laughs> doesn't take myself very seriously that's good <laughs> I, well you got to go back and forth sometimes like you have to be like yes this is an amazing idea otherwise you won't try to do anything with it or oh but when it comes to ideas i do get like a little crazy i will say that tell me about um it. okay so we're not friends on facebook but i'm a little crazy I'm sorry about that what I'm sorry that we aren't. I don't, I don't, like, I don't mean that to say like I'm like I'm mad about it. <laughs> oh, that's I you, what I mean is like you don't seem like I have like I feel like I have this Facebook personality. I don't like do I like post some jokes once in a while. I don't like try. I try to. I I am uh, I'm a hyper addictive uh, person, um, or as I like to say on the show, super quick at learning. Um, but I will. I have to be very selective about what I like. If I'm like, I'll get into Facebook, I'll get way into Facebook, and then my life is ruined. If I get it, the same way with TV shows and everything else, I don't have like. That's some why I don't do Game like, of Thrones. I can't. I can't oh, do it. I can't man. get into that. I just finished the last season. That's it's best show. Ever so made. much commitment. I know it's it's true. All great acting, by the way. Lots of wonderful expressions. Um, so. I didn't even get to finish my point about. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, we, we will hear. return. Yeah, to that. we returned. We'll return to that. Okay. No, what? Oh well, now no, I feel like we're ideas. talking about a different thing. No, we're talking about the ideas. Isn't that the no, idea? We idea? No, well, we're no. Now we're talking about Facebook. No, no, your ideas. That's what got us onto Facebook. Okay, let's go back. To, yeah, no, this um, is, Casey Affleck. This is, this is the best representation of how my brain actually works. Is this podcast? Oh. Listeners don't often hear like this is what I live with in my head all of the Maybe time. Maybe you should be a scientist. Really? You think that scientists have like ADD as well? Well, they I seem mean, like really I'm dedicated. one example, but like they I, seem like diligent workers to me. Uh, some of them. Most. I mean, most of them. Seems like a discipline heavy job i just want to throw so. ideas out there and have someone else do the busy work i guess that's what professors get to do kind of yeah when you get that's awesome and you're getting grants and then you get grad students to do the i don't want to say bitch work i just want to <laughs> what, what's the thing where when when you're a celebrity they're like they give you an honorary degree or whatever oh yeah I just want um, they don't honorary know. tenure, no. and oh. then I just want to be able like go into a university and order people and just around. like order people around. Yeah, come up with ideas. No, steal other people's ideas. Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> steal. Well, I might be influenced by 
people but yeah that's what so you when you have a great idea let's go back we're going back we're we started with when you have a big idea what's your process you say oh i didn't wow this is a totally different conversation oh man i just whiffed hard on that question that's all right. When I we're have a big recover. idea, um, yeah, I we're keep it to about, myself okay. until I know that it's a logical idea. Really? Yeah. What? Now I'm confused. What did get us on this? Um, we were talking about. Let's go back. All right. I still want to say my Casey Affleck comment. Okay. Yeah. Say it. No, I want to hear it so bad. No, right he's now. an amazing actor, and if you see that movie yeah. um, where he's with Brad Pitt playing Jesse James, like just the. His facial, his facial expressions, like the the sadness and the fear that he expresses, like just the little twitches he has on the face, it's so real and it's so unusual in an actor. And I'm mm. like thinking about that from like an evolutionary perspective because it should be something hard to fake. Um, so like a certain emotional, you know, if you're really afraid, it shouldn't be able to just come that naturally per se. I like when I, I'm not editing that part out. Stop motioning to me to edit things out. We can decide on that after the fact if you still feel that way. But I loved everything that you had to say. So I like when an actor does something that I find annoying. Like when they're like, uh, when they have like a weird tick or something. Oh. And they intentionally do it. And I'm like, that's a really annoying choice. And then after a, a while, actor. it always grows on me. No, but they oh, intentionally then it do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about suicide. I'm interested. Okay. So my background is um, I had like a lot of mixed feelings about life in general. And then... Uh, Existential I, crisis. Yeah, yeah. When I was, But I was like way too young to understand any of that or what that meant it just the world seemed confusing and didn't make sense to me like people thought they were talking to like a 2000 year old like zombie in another dimension and stuff and i thought it was like super confusing and uh and then i mean i I was raised in that religion me too too. yeah i mean like hardcore yeah well i mean it wasn't like i was into it like i like had no choice yeah it seems so insulting when i say it like that but there's also it's it's tough to like not talk about because then there's listeners that are in the same camp and then i I mean, you get to have I, I your mean, belief, then I get to have my belief as well. So I mean, I've been, like I still have like apparently like I've insulted people for years yeah. because I, I like Good. left religion I kind of in a dramatic way. Um, it probably it wasn't that dramatic. <laughs> Dram- I mean, I'm, dramatic. I'm picturing. I'm picturing. Hold Stormed on, don't tell me. Ship. Yeah. Oh, you just ruined everything. <laughs> I wanted to create my own picture of oh, what no, sorry, you, know, you paint the picture <laughs> I, I think i think that uh it's you're in line for communion and it's taking too long and no, then <laughs> and then like and then like you have the the like you're having a bad day you've been praying your little heart out and nothing's been happening and then you have like a stale communion wafer, and just like this mass is not going. And they right. were never the salted. Singing, never spent. salted. No, <laughs> the singing was terrible. The organist is like having a rough, just like nothing's clicking. And then you just taste that communion wine with all the backwash in it, but See, still we had somehow grape it's juice. enough. We didn't to, even get the wine, but you feel like a. Uh, as a kid, you think that it's wine and you think it made you drunk through, uh, what do you call that? When you drunk think with that, spirit? Uh, like when you, when you think that, you know, just the placebo effect, I think, I guess is what I'm going for. And then, and then you just like smack it in their face and you say, I'm out of here. That's my little girl impression, by the way, I'm an amazing actor. And then, <laughs> and then you storm through the the two line was there two lines when you did communion we right did with communion sitting down we didn't even get to oh, move lucky. it was the worst oh in my mind there was two lines and then you stormed through as everyone gasped <gasps> <gasps> see i just wrote that's a beautiful scene that i just <laughs> i just put together so, i like it i wish it was like that i mean but you no, I, I flipped out on facebook <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> and then they That's just said I you can't come know back. How here. I felt about that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I think about my Facebook post and I think about like my family monitoring it closely, like they inevitably do because it's like small town boredom stuff. And I, I guess I should say trying to be supportive, but mostly it's like, oh, can you believe the thing that he said? Um, is how I picture it in my mind. But uh, it's horrifying to think about um, because I'd rather my jokes be directed at strangers that I don't have to think about. But anyway. Um, the people that we're imagining right now. <laughs> the people that we're imagining. And I... <laughs> I had, so back to, I'm in between fourth and fifth grade. I'm like, I, I'm convinced, I've become absolutely convinced that religion is incorrect and these people are like in a cult. And, but I didn't understand it exactly like that, but that's what I made up my mind. And, and I was like in the trans, transition between going, now I'm like the small fish in a new school, going into fifth grade, going into middle school, I already wasn't the most popular kid in the world and didn't really get what what the fuss was. Like, everyone seemed, like, really excited about life, and, like, I never really got it. Like, in the Midwest, everyone's like, yay, life! It, isn't it grand? Just, like, every day, that's what everyone else seemed to like, and i like, I don't know what all the What's going on in the Midwest like. that's so exciting that i know so that's about. what i so it was confusing and then um something else there was another thing oh and then i'm like starting to get interested in girls with no idea how to talk to them so it's like uh, a little bit of a confusing time to be a child and then i had it was around the same time i had this family friend uh kill himself and i ten? this guy was like you were 10 yeah. He was how old was he? A family friend, I so said. So he oh, so he's older. Yeah, okay. he he was like uh he worked with my mom. Yeah, he was uh he's an older and he was like he was like the only grown up that I like really thought I had like good conversations with. He was like this doctor that knew how to talk to kids well and whatnot and my mom was a receptionist at a clinic and anyhow ended up killing himself because I who knows what I was too young to really know. And I remember I was really sad about it. But then I also remember being like, oh, I get it. Like, I get why people, why someone would do that. And then I remember, like, Nirvana being my first love. And then Kurt Cobain oh, yeah. killed himself. So, and then like, I was how, like, oh, well, how yeah. How old were you when I Kurt get... Cobain shot himself? What, what that was, was like... that? 94? 95? Yeah, I, I wish I knew. Remember. It was around April... April twentieth or nineteenth or something like that of of a uh, of a uh, ninety three ninety four something like that and uh, and it was like the first band I didn't understand music until I liked Weird Al but I didn't understand like why people liked music because my parents didn't listen to music and Nirvana was the first thing that I was like oh I like that smells like Teen Spirit. And then uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I get that too. And then I was like, kind of, not not to like blame um, social influences, but just like I identified with the idea of it. And then I I had lots of suicidal thoughts from that age until I was like, Early twenties, I kind of started getting over it a little bit. So that's that's my uh, relationship. Um, that's so interesting because I do think. I mean, social learning plays some role. I don't know how much of a role. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely plays a role because you know, after like a um, a celebrity, uh, there's a celebrity death by suicide. There's like a spike and in suicide hmm. in the general population and so like actually in the media they've kind of been informed to not play it up and or glam make it glamorous or anything like that or like they say with like gun control or whatever if you show like all the or not gun control um uh, the mass killings they say the same thing yeah like, oh yeah because that also there was like, something going on there yeah it was inspiring other people are modeling their behavior after it and it's it's really interesting i think because like you know the the evolutionary perspective suicide it's say like the idea is that we we have these abilities and they should be cross-culturally universal cross-culturally and um 
But the fact that there is this learning component, I think, is very interesting and I think should be investigated in association with evolutionary perspectives. So you just brought up cross-culturally. Is is there cultural differences in suicide? Um, so there's cultural differences in suicide rates. Um, so uh, Japan, for instance, has one the highest suicide rates in the world. Also Greenland and indigenous populations. Some of that, like some the highest in the world. So they're not broken out like nationally, but just looking at indigenous populations. Um, so Native American populations or Pacific Islander populations, the native population of Greenland. So the like, highest in the world. Mm. Um, cross nationally, I think Japan, Greenland have the highest in the world. I know absolutely nothing about Greenland. I forgot it was a place until you just said it. Well, there's not a lot going on up there. It's it's pretty barren. Um, It's gloomy, Um, but it has. I mean, it has a lot more to do with like colonization, Mm. um, uh, rapid cultural transformation, um, um, loss of identity, loss of work, um, that sort Mm. of thing. What about Japan? What about Japan? <laughs> well, ja- Japan's like a really successful for how tiny it is. Well, They're you know, I think East Asia great. has, I think, so there's something going on there. And and it's so, I mean, the causes, is, so there are very frequently, um, you know, I think almost always there's a social cause to suicidal behavior mm-hmm. um, in some sense. Um, not, I think most people would agree with that, but not everyone, every researcher would emphasize that there are social causes. So in East Asia... Um, it seems to be an association with um, um, stress associated with the education, educational attainment. Um, so family and parents especially putting pressure on kids to be the best in their class. Well, not everyone can be the best in their class. Um, also, if you're like me, where school is like a prison for you and you have like you don't want to be there. Any, like, not everyone. I mean, even really intelligent people don't because it's a, it's a very structured environment. Not everybody mm. learns um, well in a structured environment. I mean, people have different learning styles. Um, but, you know, it's like people put pressure on their kids to be a certain thing. Um, and kids, the, the kids can't necessarily live up to that, um, especially when the bar is set so high. Um, so uh, I would see that as, so there are different theories about that. Um, so Baumeister, I believe, looks at that in terms of like a sense of failure. So you feel a sense of failure, not living up to your own expectations or the expectations of others. Um, and then you engage in suicidal behavior or you do other things before cognitively to kind of to escape from that. Um, so you might have you might mentally focus on concrete things in the immediate environment so that you're not reflecting on the self Um reflecting on the self-failure, and then eventually it leads to escape through suicide. Um, I look at it more as, um, in terms of social conflict, it would be, in, so from the bargaining model perspective, it would be more of a, of a negotiation. Explain what the bargaining model is. So the bargaining model of suicidal behavior, which was developed by my advisor Ed Hagen, um, sees suicidal behavior as a costly signal of need. Just had Ed on the show, by the way, and he didn't talk about this, so this is wonderful. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it's a costly signal of need in a situation where there's a conflict of interest between um, the potential suicidal victim and social partners. It could be friends, but uh, more often parents or other family members, people who are invested in the victim in some way. Um genetically like so from an evolutionary perspective could be genetic investment it could also be they have some ongoing cooperation um uh, or they've already invested so much and they're gonna have a net loss if the if that person dies by suicide they want something back they they're benefiting from that relationship in some way so um by inflicting harm on yourself you're harming that that those other individuals who are invested in you. You're just holding yourself ransom. Yeah, exactly. If you want if you want your Shane back, you're going to need $1 million. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, send $1 million to my uh what is it? Patreon account. I'm going I'm going to go and like live in the woods and people are going to think I'm gone and I'm going to be like, "If you want me back, 
uh, is that, is that kind of the idea? Yeah. Of- uh, so, so there are other ways to do it too. So another means of negotiating, negotiating. Can you use a sillier example than the one that I just did or no? I, I'm lost actually. That's okay. <laughs> Continue. Um, yeah, no. So I don't even know what you were doing right there. <laughs> I I was so if you're inflicting harm on yourself, then you're going. If you want me to be around, you're you're you giving stop this honest doing signal. Whatever you're doing, so cross- you you better invest more in me, or stop doing what you're doing, or do something. You better pay more you, attention. Like you need to, to change me. your your expectations yeah. of me. You need to change right. what you're asking me to do. Right. Um. So cross culturally, one of the most common examples is forced marriage. So not every forced marriage leads. To suicidal behavior, obviously, or every arranged yeah. marriage, but there are um, there is something going on there because in the ethnographic record, which is just a collection of um, anthropological descriptions of cultures, um, forced marriage. Usually, it's like some like high status male forcing his daughter to for like political means to marry some other high status. Yeah, you just like force your daughter into being raped every day for her life. Yeah, for exactly. Life. I mean, it, oh, it, that's it essentially seems the, like she, a cool she's, it's forced trend. mating. And, you know, a mate selection is, right. you know, we have these psychological mechanisms for it. So if you're being forced to have sex and have the offspring of someone who was disgusting to you, um, and we don't even know why, like, I, that's kind of like something I want to do in the future is look at. So what is going on in these forced marriage situations? Because often, often it was just a blip or blurb about um, about the situation, like, oh, so-and-so kept running into the river to drown and then her father and brother pulled her out and eventually she didn't have to marry that loser but we don't know why he was a loser and i'd love to find out why he was such a loser yeah uh well i mean maybe it's just maybe it's not about the him necessarily maybe it's just about the situation it, it could i mean be so what many person things. wants yeah. to be like if you told me you have to marry the woman behind this door, I'd be like, no, uh, sight unseen. I am just not doing that. Well, okay, so you should always, so you should only t- do something as risky as suicidal behavior if your um, um, reproductive benefits benefit are basically zero. Should be close okay. to zero. So if it's like just like a so-so person, you should just go with the so-so person. Mm-hmm. Don't take that risk of having um, your reproductive success being zero okay, um, by killing yourself before you reproduce. I see. Um, so so there are some instances so where it's very explicit. So I should be like, man, whatever. whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why like arranged marriages usually don't lead to suicidal behavior. You're like, ah, like he's kind of a dork and I don't think we're compatible, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna, it's not worth it to okay. risk my own life. But in some cases, so there are specific cases where it's like the family is poor or something and and they just can't support all their children and so they marry a daughter off to some like decrepit male old man and it's, you know, and so that actually does affect her. I mean, her they're just marrying her off to kind of, so that they don't have to, to open up resources to other children. So that's like a major conflict of interest. Um, they probably don't want her to die. Right. Um, and maybe she also has information about her own reproductive abilities. Like maybe she's very young, uh, also. So yeah, but like if she's going to be married off to some old man and maybe he already has a couple of wives and, you know, so that is a major, um, hit to her fitness. And so in a situation like that, yeah, you would predict suicidal behavior. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I yeah, I I've never really thought about the so so evolutionarily. How does suicide exist? Like it it seemingly doesn't make sense. Well, so yeah, it, it's like an evolutionary puzzle. You know, you shouldn't. You know, you should survive to reproduce and. Um, you know that doesn't seem to involve killing yourself, right? So, <laughs> right. Um, but so, for instance, I think we talked about this on the last podcast. I know we talked about it actually. It was I have a terrible memory, model. but so just let's let's oh. throw it out there again. Okay. Yeah. So the inclusive fitness model is a totally different model of suicidal behavior. It's an evolutionary model, distinct totally from the bargaining model, where you kill yourself 
to um, benefit your close kin, your close genetic kin, who share, um, who potentially share that mechanism that the gen- the genes that cause that you to engage in suicide. But that's how it can be maintained in yeah, a population. Yeah, a big burden on this family of mine. I do yeah, it, so it's a net family, loss to your kin, right. and you kill yourself to to not be a burden on them right. because it's a net loss, and it's a loss to you as well. Um, and you do see examples of this in really harsh environments like the Arctic, where um, where the where there are cultural models of suicidal behavior that entail um, um, assisted suicide. Actually, so you tell you know when you're an older person, if you say like I want to kill myself, like you have to do it, um, and somebody has to help you. Um, so it's so common that they have these like really strict rules about what you should do. Mm. If you want to kill yourself. Um, and, and yeah, and it's associated with like, uh, you know, being a burden with being, with being elderly, with being, um, not being able to support your, your kin or yourself. Um, because there are, I mean, you know, the, there's like the grandmother hypothesis. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where it, this Kristen Hawks, um, developed this theory that, uh, senescence or elderhood was, um, or, or that women, live on for many years post-menopause in order to invest in their grandchildren who share mm. their DNA. Um, and so, and grandmothers are very helpful. Grandfathers are very helpful in investing in their, in their, in their kin. Um, but we're talking about people who are um, very ill. Um, they, they can't support themselves. They can't support their family. Um, so that's the inclusive fitness model. And we do see it in very harsh environments. Now, of course, people do often invest in their, um, elderly parents. Um, some of us. Some of us. You should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In an ideal world. So we don't know entirely. There are examples of it, but we're talking about like harsh environments where it's so costly. It's so expensive to take care of these people. Um, it, it's hard enough to take care of yourself, let alone people who can't help out. What about these? Uh, what about these grandparents that are just like, I'm out of here. I'm running to Florida. I don't know. That's that's interesting. Off to spend all of my money that I was going to leave behind See ya. for you. Yeah. Selfish grandparents. <laughs> I don't know. My grandparents didn't do that. My grandparents yeah, were around. Yeah, mine either because they're nice. Uh they're they're nice. We're judging all those people. Yeah. All we those... absolutely are. Have you been to Florida? Well, we're judging. Florida's about to be destroyed. Yeah. Apparently, so, so I don't want to wish so ill on ma- those people right, right. now. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, evolutionarily that this. Uh, never mind. I was, no, let's not. I, no. I was, I was, <laughs> what I was about to say is maybe it's them going off under the iceberg, which is Florida, I know, I which is about well, to sink. And but now they, see, they have all these resources. It's getting they, really dark. They should here. stick around. I know it's <sighs> dark, um, but you know, you presumably they should stick around and help with yeah. their kin, um, right. with their grandchildren, with their help their parents out. Um, because they're going to Florida to have a good time, not to die. It's not like they're going to some to be taken care of by someone else, yeah. per se. Grandparents should be babysitting more. Do you hear that, grandparents? That's the whole message of the show. You thought you thought retirement was just around the corner? Guess what? Now it's time to watch your shitty kids' shitty kids. But in, in fairness, I mean, it could be like a generational thing where, you know, they were forced to get married very young and they were forced to take on some trade job or work in an office that they don't like. And so retirement is like their chance to live the life that they really want. So I say good for them. Yeah. So I take back everything I just said. <laughs> Including shitting on trade work. My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I just wanted to say my goodness like I cared. <laughs> it was I really sold it. See, I'm working on my it, I'm I'm trying to be the next Casey Affleck. Um so what about uh going back to where we started with the suicide talk anyway? Celebrity death. What the heck is up with that? These people you, you go, this person has the the world is their oyster, and they they have everything going for them by all outward appearances, and. But my God, it's so stressful, um, because I mean, people have these expectations of you to to be a certain way, um, you know, 
maybe you have a, I don't know. I'm like, I think you have Marilyn Monroe. Like, that's like my example, even though it wasn't, you know, she overdosed or was it suicide or did the Kennedys kill her? Whatever. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it's a, a drug addiction is kind of within the same, you know, you can apply the bargaining model to drug addiction as well. Um, where you're potentially negotiating, you're like, I'm, you're expecting so much of me, or you're asking me to to do things that are not to my benefit, they're to your benefit. But so you basically want me to be some, you know, it, it's a horse and pony show. <laughs> I almost said dog and monkey show. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have. No, no. <laughs> Now I'm gonna edit this podcast so that you said. dog and monkey show. Oh, dog and monkey show, so fun. Uh, um, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, well um, is anyone else just thinking about dog and monkey shows now? Remember, we were talking about science a minute ago, and now that seems pretty boring compared <laughs> to a monkey riding a dog around what's the monkey look like has a cowboy hat well, i'm imagining he's playing symbols <laughs> really and riding a dog wow that's a pretty good monkey well it's a good dog too to be able to balance and quite frankly i'm picturing a chimp which is not a monkey but yeah, monkey's so much more fun to it's a, say. It's I a more fun I, word. I say that all the time on I this mean, podcast. I chimp is a fun word, too. We need to think of a better name than ape. If you want to make the distinction, there, then you need to think of a uh, less boring it name. It is a than... very dignified word, ape. Yeah. I don't, eh, I don't Because like it. we're apes. Yeah. That's what we want to call ourselves. Ape doesn't even sound good, though. It's like, uh, I don't know, it just sounds dumb. Ape sounds dumb. It's just it's three curt. letters. It's a very it's curt just, word. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Monkey. Let's get this dog and monkey show on the road. Uh, what, what about taking the evolutionary... I mean, what, what about things outside of the evolutionary models where there's all sorts of um, brain chemistry that can potentially go wrong and and if if that's the case then if if the chemistry is going if whatever's happening in the brain is going right most of the time then the few times that something goes especially i mean have have rates of suicide always been like where they are right now no i mean of course we have no idea um what the rates of suicide were in the evolutionary past um being people only been keeping track of it for like 200 years or so what yeah or it, a little over 100 years isn't there actually an, there's not records kind of. of suicide back like uh is there anything in like biblical times not that i know early? of i mean they were definitely like don't do it so they, they it existed or they were yeah. aware of the potential of it existing um i don't think anyone in the bible killed themselves huh i don't know i have to think about that yeah Huh. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if rates have gone up or down. And I wonder, I mean, so there's there's differences in rates in different cultures. Yeah. So there's something happening where, I, I don't know, it just, see, it, it, now there's like meds that people are taking that are, that they say like, you, like you take an antidepressant and then I was like, oh, by the way, side effect You'll kill yourself, right? Especially among young adults, that's the, that's the concern. Is the disclaimer specifically for adolescents, young adults? Yeah. Um, You're not into it. You're into the evolutionary models. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily. Well, so the evolutionary perspective would say it's not necessarily a dysfunction in the sense that it doesn't mean it's like feels good. It could right. be a. Dis, it's clearly dysfunctional for your life, but maybe because other people are doing things that are dysfunctional for your life um so for, such as being forced to marry an 80 year old man that would be you know but uh right. so in that case but it, it makes evolutionary sense that now that's not to say that it's good or that it's healthy clearly not but the thing we should be focusing on is are the external factors 
um, and what's going on in the brain yeah. is a consequence of what's going on externally. Right. Um, and that's not to say we shouldn't investigate I, what's going on at the neurological level. We should. Um, but I just think we can't separate that from... Can't separate the dog from the monkey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Yeah. Huh. Or paw in hand. So... Other primates? Are other primates killing themselves? Not that I've ever heard. Although I did hear of a case that Jane Goodall reported where um, a young chimp male um, basically laid down and died after his mother died. Mm. Um, so it wasn't like he... Um, Isn't that a thing of like, they say animal heartbreak or whatever, where they're like, the dog's owner died and then that dog kept on jumping in the river. But you know, like... I'm not, I don't know how real all those cases are. I'm a little incredulous about some so of those. But they're fun. They're interesting to hear about. They're, they're, they're almost, they're not quite as fun as a dog. <laughs> a, dog a dog suicide is not quite as fun as a dog and monkey. If, if, do you think if, if, the, if the dog or the monkey died and they had had a really successful career, or maybe there's just too much stress? When you have everyone looking at you and you've been riding well, that, around on actually, the baseball field. <laughs> There's too much <laughs> pressure K on the monkey. Casey Affleck's <laughs> the rooting for you. There's too much pressure. Maybe the monkey wants to do something else. Yeah. He's tired of this. That's true. <laughs> it, it's show. kind of an arranged marriage. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, wait, going back. Wait, yeah, I had sure. a point. No, that's um, great. Someone um, needs to. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't gonna make one. I was so far from making a point. I'm so proud of you um, right now. Carry this show, tighten this ship up. <laughs> callbacks. Those are called callbacks, audience. I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them about comedy. You're teaching them about suicide. This is just so many. This is such a valuable podcast. I'd be donating to Patreon right now if I were a listener. By the way, I don't remember my point. <laughs> That's oh you don't I was just killing time and then I distracted. No, I was listening to you. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, Casey Affleck, good <laughs> monkeys. Wait, what was it about? You know what? Forget it. It wasn't important. It'll come back I, to me, and I'll environment, just put it out. The environment and um, uh, versus uh, you can't tease apart um, nature versus nurture. You can't. Right. I mean, they're one and the same. In my view. Hmm nature and nurture because we're still uh, you know we learn in a certain way due to neurological structures so i just yeah how about this is there so in this bargaining model you have people that are um hurting themselves maybe not necessarily consciously for attention that right? was my point oh that was yeah. actually my point that was the point that i was going to where, oh, yeah, so where the guy, or the guy, the chimp. <laughs> yeah, the chimp. Can you make it the dog? <laughs> or does it not? No, it needs to be the chimp. Okay. So you, you know, you maybe you're not, so depression, you know, so there's also a bargaining model of depression. They're kind of intertwined. The bargaining model of depression, the bargaining model of suicidal behavior. Um, You might, so it's, you might consciously you know, take a gun to your head and threaten suicide. Yeah. Or you could just sort of withdraw. You could stop eating. Um, so that's associated with depression. Um, it could develop into anorexia. There could potentially, anorexia could be um, framed in the bargaining model. I mean, it hasn't formally been done so, but it could be. Um, and that's also a threat to yourself. So anorexia, um, uh, maybe not even necessarily how we think of it, but just, you know, you stop eating. Um, you stop taking care of yourself. You could you, whine about not having money on a podcast, hoping like. Yeah, you could bitch and moan. So yeah, that's another way bitch. that is just yeah. kind of like bitching and moaning. Um, uh, why don't I just end <laughs> this podcast right now? I'll do it. No more podcasts. I'll do it. Well, I mean, that's actually what a lot of podcasters do. Yeah. yeah I mean, not. 
I'm exactly holding like all that, of them ransom right Yeah, it's now. bargaining. I mean, it's like if you want this show to exist, then you have to support the show. I mean, it's- I'm still a little hurt that you didn't like my kidnapping yourself, holding yourself for ransom analogy. I thought it was a pretty good metaphor. Actually, no, I, and it, I, now I'm I depressed I and I feel it. like maybe maybe I shouldn't make any metaphors anymore. <laughs> oh, I think though, oh, I was going to make a point to that yeah. too. Where yeah. okay, so you could also negotiate or a bargain by mm-hmm. threatening the other person physically. Yeah, unless you know that that's not It's not going to work out because maybe right. you're smaller. I mean, so suicidal behavior and um depression is more often associated with females and females almost all females are are physically weaker than males and look at i mean this might look like a modern problem where someone bullies someone on social media and then they kill themselves and then the parents get upset and then the the person that did the bullying is now facing some sort of consequences or whatever but and and then and then well, i'm that's sure there's compli- i mean that's i have but, a whole thing to say about yeah but but the, there's and then and so then they're they're going and they're sitting down all the kids and they're going like, hey, remember how great Tommy was? And then you assholes picked on him and now he's not here anymore. So don't do that anymore. There there, yeah. there might there, there, are there cultural... might have been things like that happening for a very long time. And as culturally, um, it's very common to see like a, a motive harm others. Uh, in association with suicide. I mean, oh, even in... Can cult- you say that again? Um, like, uh, uh, it's so anthropologically, so many anthropologists have noted that in many cultures, suicide is used specifically as a way to harm other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that fits within the bargaining model. But the distinction is that in these in in these cases, cross-culturally, they're associated with suicide, death by suicide. Mm. Um, however, suicide attempts far outnumber completions. So it could be that these that these cultural models exist because we know that suicide does harm other people. Mm-hmm. And if you do 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 die by suicide, you people are upset by that. You right. you harm your parents, you harm your family, you harm your spouse. Um, they have a they lose you. They lose um, the invest your investment in them and and your kin. So um, all of that makes sense. Are you wondering where you were going with that? What are you asking me? No, I, I just, thought you were doing fantastic. I, no, you I just, made the point, and then like you lost. It. I was that like, "That's to me. Oh, that's, that's my. The that's point. every day of my life. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. No. And that's the point. That's great. That's wonderful. Um, I just didn't say it just the way I wanted to say it. Well, this isn't like some perfect dog and monkey show <laughs> where it's gonna run around. The, the monkey sometimes falls off on my program. And that's and that's <laughs> what makes take. it that that's what makes it so compelling. That's why people want it. That's what keeps them coming back. Is the monkey gonna fall <laughs> off the dog? That's the question people ask themselves every time before they tune it's in. It's like America's Got Talent for scientists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we've talked a lot about suicide. Obviously, we have to we have to uh, say a little something at the end. Um, I would say from past experience, one of the hardest things to do is to reach out and ask for help. Like everyone always tells you to do I know you're going to isolate yourself, but there's like, there's ways of, there's numbers you can call and to be anonymous and, and things of that nature. There's research that you can do online. There's, uh, I've, I've felt hopeless many times in my life, and a lot of times those feelings are quite temporary. So there's hope out there, people that are suicidal. I'm not going to sit here and give you a whole spiel because that's not my job. Um, but don't kill yourself, damn it. Um, and if you do feel help. hopeless, there's always there's always someone you could reach out to. That's doing worse than you. Am I right? That was so unnecessary and inappropriate. That's <laughs> um, what we want to do is get back to the darkness of suicide. We were talking about preventing it and what people can do. And it is appropriate at this moment, given that I have my guests plug a nonprofit of their choice each episode anyway, why not? 
what the hey, we have a nonprofit in mind that has to do with research. Uh, so and it's the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Oh, thank God. Um, I thought you were never going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do fund research on suicide. Me right at the end there. No, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm, no. I'm killing you're, it right now. I'm really selling it. You're you're both <laughs> Afflacking it right at the same time, <laughs> like a Afflac riding an Afflac. That's <laughs> across the baseball field while so a monkey lost. and a dog is watching. What? what? What are you talking about? What's okay, I'm talking know? about. I'm so okay. Lost. <laughs> We better wrap this up. Okay. Um, so that, that's the organization. One more time, just for the listeners. I just I'm gonna put my serious face on because it is a serious thing. So the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention they take um, donations and they fund um, suicide research that's meant to be uh, prevent suicide. So it's a very important organization. Awesome. Uh, Well, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listener, for being such a delightful, uh, wonderful... Imaginary friend. Yeah, imaginary friend. Oh, you guys are my imaginary friends. And I like you so much. Better than some of my real friends, to be honest. You guys are terrific. Talk to you next week. All right, everybody, next week on the program, Dr. Bronner's Soap. We were talking with David Bronner, and really fascinating episode. It was supposed to be this week, but uh, I got mixed up with something, didn't get uh, the, got the wrong episode loaded up, but it doesn't really matter at all, other than I plugged it last week, so I just didn't want there to be any confusion. All is well. But um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Suicide's such a tough subject and brutal. A brutal thing that is personal to many of us. And so I think that just the subject matter, just as a defense mechanism, I get a little more more jokey than, than normal. Sometimes uh, the darker the subject, the more, uh, the more laughs we need to get through it. I've been in a bit of a funk lately, actually. I just, I just recorded myself. I was having just such a bad episode that I just recorded it and I, I don't even think it's good i think it's just gonna bum people out for I, I i'm putting it on patreon uh it's like the sixth or seventh podcast uh, everything podcast and i just recorded me in an exceptionally depressed state i don't think it's terribly entertaining or anything but it just it happened and i hit record and tried to capture it and i think that we all go through varying degrees of awfulness uh in life i wish i had better words i'm i've just been going through um going through a little bit uh of um, kind of reassessing everything uh lately and figuring out i'm just in a transitional phase of of figuring out the best way forward with things, I have uh, I have a lot of irons in the fire, and sometimes I just am not sure which direction to go. And sometimes the, those little tasks just pile up and seem so overwhelming um, that it seems hopeless. And so, uh, you know, I'm working through that, and I hope you guys are are working through whatever bumps in the road that you're facing. Difficult stuff. Life can be a very, very difficult thing. And so it's not something that I want to... I, I, I don't want to shy away from um, that reality on this podcast. So uh, I hope you got some answers in here. I don't know. It's, it's uh, a topic that means a lot to me. So anyway... On a, on a more uplifting note, the music underneath this outro is from the band Crash, C-H-R-A-S-H, and you can hear them on an entire episode of the Jimmy Fro podcast who edits this podcast. And also, make sure and check out Laughable, 
the Laughable app for all of your podcasting uh, needs. You can subscribe to me and other comics as well. And then you can hear me on, uh, I think, coming out soon, Johnny Pemberton's Live to Tape. I was on, and I just had this amazing episode on Duncan Trussell's Family Hour. Uh, just came out. If you haven't had a chance to hear it yet, you get to hear at least a, a good a good third of the story of uh, what launched me into a manic episode uh, recently, and it's a pretty incredible tale. I don't know what to think of it. I. It's uh, something that I've been thinking about uh, every day for seven, eight weeks now, and I'm still not quite sure what to think of it, but I'm glad that I have a podcast where I can go out and find answers to questions that I have. I'm very fortunate, and I'm fortunate to have you all as listeners. Those of you that listen all the way to the end, you are, of course, my favorite because, because, why, because you care enough. This is the stuff where I, uh, <laughs> this is the stuff where I get like all sappy. And so a lot of people are going to go like, yeah, and I get it. I get why, <laughs> I get why you wouldn't listen all the way to the end. And that's why people that listen all the way to the end are my favorite. Hello, I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. And he's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> suicide Buddies. <laughs> That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. He's Like, I mean, if yeah. you lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a rich... I don't know what you want from me. And, uh, my, and my, my girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> 